2024 can be the best year you've ever had in your practice. Today, we're talking about our goals, how we're planning for banner years, but we're also going to do a year in review. What have we been doing? Where's our practices? And what are we looking forward to as we look across the bow of 2023 and deep into 2024? Guys, welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. My name is Jim Martin. I'm joined by Greg the Great Gonzalez and Brad Warhurst. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Excited to hear about your years. You know, each of us, we were talking before we jumped on about our years and just, it's been a pretty special year for, I think, for each of us. We've had some struggles along the way. We've also had some huge wins. And uh, I just want to talk about that before we jump into 2024 planning. So Brad, let's hear about your year. You've uh, you've had a great year. I know you were sharing with us, your revenue is way up. Um, amazing things are happening for you and your, and your team. Tell us what's going on. Well, it's been a pretty pretty busy year. Yeah, revenue and assets are all time highs. Unless I find a way to lose revenue in the next three weeks, it should be a should be the best year ever. But don't count me out. I may figure that out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the market doesn't figure that out. That's 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 always my fear. Is we're getting close right. to the end of the quarter, the market usually takes something away, and I cry every time. Right. Well, I mean, right now though, I mean, as long as I don't actually find a way to generate negative revenue, I should be okay. Awesome. Yeah, long year. Learned a lot of lessons along the way, expanded staff quite a bit. It's very exciting, starting to shake itself out and look promising. But heading into next year, looking at, at a branch office in another state. So yeah, things are very exciting. Very yeah, exciting. That's awesome. Yep. I, I, get a, I get a kick out of talking to you guys because sometimes we listen to other podcasts or I, I listen to, I consume a ton of podcasts out there. And, you know, you get these, uh, you get these people on who have like, you know, they added $8 million last year on these podcasts and they're so excited and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's a good solid number, but, but Greg, you've had a, you've had a little bit more than that. I think this year you have, you added more than 8 million growing your practice. I have, I have. Fortunately, there were some misses along the way, but you know, not everybody says yes, but still hit, hit our goals. And for next year, kind of raising the bar. That's what's fun about this business is you keep going, you find out what works, you find out what you like doing, you can figure out what you can, what you should be doing more of, less of, or stop doing. And uh, yeah, this is again, just like Brad, another record year. So all is good. The market finally cooperated in November. So that was a great month for the market. And hopefully that continues throughout the end of the year. So yeah, you've added the staff, right? Yes. Yes, I have. And uh, so there's there's three people on my team now, associate advisor, myself, and and somebody in operations, client service. So so yeah, we're, we're growing. Jim, you have a line that says, we're as, what, we're as small as we're ever going to be, right? Yeah. So, so we're growing, we're growing. So we're going to keep adding team members and adding team members. And, and that's kind of the vision is for what's ahead. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's, I tell my team, I told my team that earlier this week, we're as small as we're ever going to be. I mean, right now, when you look, when you look at the people around, you you know, there's going to be more of you next year on this call or this meeting or whatever else. And it's, it's scary for a lot of people though. And I think we lose sight, like for people who've been with you for a long time, it's really disconcerting. They don't, they don't know if they have a new place in the organization. So it's kind of fun, but it can be scary. So you have to treat them very uh, gently if you want to keep your long-term people. But yeah, we had a, we had a hell of a year. Uh, we had some real, we had some staffing issues along the way. Uh, got a lot of that resolved uh, by, you know, getting rid of people that were underperforming. And then from an asset perspective, and I want, I, if you guys are willing to share, I'd love to hear about your assets. I think numbers are what set us apart. We're actually, we're actually willing to share our real numbers, like not just BS numbers. Like I, I think it's pretty cool about our, our, our podcast, but 
Yeah, I'm going to bring in, I think right now I'm sitting at $39.5 million or $39.8 million of, of money that has been brought into the firm. So for me, it's, it's exceeded my expectations. Um, had some big wins along the way, not huge accounts. I mean, you know, a couple million dollars here or there, not a $10 million client, but been a great year. But, you know, I think, I think it comes down to consistent marketing and consistent meeting with people. You know, we talked, we talk in all of our old shows about like, what's the secret to the business meeting with people, right? Like first appointments. If you want to bring new money in, you don't get to do it without first appointments, whether that's referrals or marketing. So that's what's done it. But it's been a tough year in some cases. I mean, we've had, you know, I had a, I had a term, uh, an advisor that he was a younger guy that I really liked, but there were some things there that were not working out. And that's just how the business works. You got to get rid of people that, that aren't necessarily the right fit or there's things going on. So that's what we did. So guys, how about you? Anybody willing to share numbers or new clients or goals for 2024? Oh, Greg, that sounded like it was right up your alley. Yeah. Not all at <laughs> once guys. Yeah. no. <laughs> They're being all shy now that we're, we've hit the record button. We're rusty. Yeah. We're rusty. <laughs> I know it's been a little while. It's been a while since we recorded. So yeah, we should have drank some beer. Usually when we've had a couple beers, but we're drinks before we do this, it's a it's uh, it's, it runs a little smoother, but yeah. Yeah. Greg, for, let's, and we can talk about, we can pivot to 2024 goals as well. I, I think that's always a great topic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll hit on both and then uh, kind of pass it to Brad, but my goal for next year, it, it is, it is lofty. We're, we're going to change up our, our, our marketing plan a little bit. We're going to add, add to the marketing budget. I've, I've got some different ideas and, and I'm trying to raise the bar all the time, but, but this year. Right now, I, I was talking to associate advisor the other day. I think we had like seven point one or seven point two million in the pipeline. So we we got a little a lot of people still on the fence, and I don't yeah. like I don't necessarily like that. So we got a lot outstanding, and I know some advisors. Oh, well, you can count that one. You can. I, I don't do that. So I think if I looked at new assets, I, I think we're right around twenty three twenty four million I, I think it is for the year which which we we had again had some transitions had a, a big team member that exited the firm and and two people as additions but next year twenty seven million is my goal of of new assets and I was born on the twenty seventh it's kind of my lucky number so 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 no other like how'd you come up with twenty seven no other reason that that's it's it's higher than than this year and getting kind of close to that thirty million mark. Jim, you're 40 million mark. I mean, 10 million a quarter. One day I'm going to be there. I'm behind you, brother, but it won't yeah. be long. Yeah, no, I, I didn't expect it, but you know, it, it things sort of, and I think it's, I think Brad can attest to this as well, because he's been in business about the same time I have. And I know you're, you're the short timer of the group, but yep. things just get easy at so, a certain point. Like you get more referrals and you have people just money just shows up and it's kind of a weird deal, but things get easy. If you put the work in and you treat your clients right and you build a culture where people want to refer to you, it gets kind of, not that it's not that it's easy, but it's a lot simpler than it was. Like I, I don't, I think my goal when I first started was to get to 55 million. Like that was my goal as a business. If I could get to $55 million in a business, like I've, I've hit the, not a year, but total, like my, my life is in a really good place. And now, you know, I'm not trying to do that next year. My goal next year is, I think it's 40. It's that same number. I'm not good. I don't want to do more. I, I just feel like without another producer, I'm sort of at my max on how much I want to work and what I want to do. So 
that's my goal again next year. How about you, Brad? Do you feel that same way? Like, is it getting easier? Yeah. And you know what I think it is? So last week I did, I had 31 appointments last week and it was a four day work week. Yeah. So like what, so just so you know, it's not a normal week guys, right? Like 40 or 31 appointments. What I'm doing is for the past, I don't know, 15 years as people have had, you know, fixed annuities come due or money come due. I, for the most part, I didn't, I didn't renew things because, you know, renew it for 2.3% for the next five years. Like that's not exciting. I just didn't do it. So now that rates are high and maybe look like they've peaked, I've been trying to get people in to get rates renewed on, you know, old fixed annuities and, and stuff like that. And what's happening is, you know, and this happens in regular reviews too. What happens all the time is, oh, I just had this CD come due or my grandmother just died or whatever. And I think the difference is once you're 10 years in and you've got 100, 200, 300 people that you're doing reviews with, you're going to run into more of that. Aunt Gertrude just left me blank. Can you do something with it? So once you're in the business for a while, you're getting these like bonus additions that you're not really working very hard for. They're just coming your way, which. But you are meeting your clients though. Like that's. Exactly. I, I think that's the underlying point there. Yes. They're not, it's just not showing up because Brad has a practice. You're like meeting with people and adding value. Exactly. And the easiest assets to add are from people that already trust you. So a lot of times I'm going to point this out. This can be my final thought, right? Like. As much effort as you put into it, and we talk about how to get new clients, don't forget about your existing clients because, I mean, if you lose a $500,000 client, I mean, the next half a million you bring in just gets you back to where you are now. Yeah. So maintaining, and you're going to get these bonuses. Jim gets them. I get them. Greg, everybody. I mean, talk to your clients. They're going to run into money and they're going to want to give it to you if they already trust you. So, yeah. yeah. I love it. 31 meetings in four days. Wow. Yeah, that's and we're not anywhere close, Greg. Wow. Not anywhere close. That's that's insane, but in a beautiful way. And, yeah. and, and when you, what do you, what do you do? If you're gonna meet with 31 people. Is this just a normal is this just a normal review? I know we're not allowed to say no. surge on the podcast without saying trademarked. Oh, really? Oh, you know, you know, these these <laughs> other guys. It's a big deal. They, they wouldn't trademark the word surge meeting or something like that. But let's let's call them uh, whatever. What, what what are you talking about? Is this just like a full blown review or what's what's happening here? No. So really, I had my junior reach out. I generated a list and for everyone that that needed to address something that had to do with the rate renewal, and I had him, you know, kind of go ham and and line up Zoom Zoom reviews. You know, they were blocked off in in thirty minute blocks. Anyone that said they wanted to come in is coming in later because this is time sensitive. Rates are changing pretty much twice a month, at least in, in my neck of the woods. So it's reserved for people just with this rate renewal issue or other end of the year Roth conversion, stuff like that. If you have a non-time sensitive thing, that gets scheduled into January, February. But yeah, yeah. it's mostly rate renewal, loss, uh, Roth conversion, and checking for loss harvesting too. But mostly it's rate renewal, and it's a that blitz right now. I mean, can't, th this is, I think advisors are insane that are not on top of this. Like there, there yeah. is, th these rates are going to be coming down. I mean, I can't say that conclusively, I, all the disclosures sure. and all this stuff, but let's face it, rates are coming, the economy's slowing down, rates are coming down. And if you're not helping your clients get these long-term rates and using this as a marketing, a marketing engine to generate new business and build value, I just think you're just, you're missing out in a big way. You guys feel the same way? Absolutely. Obviously, Brad does. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, there's so many like these, these, I, I don't know what they are, but virtue, 
virtue signaling advisors who are like, oh, I would never use an annuity. I mean, these these MIGA rates are like five-year MIGAs A-rated are paying somewhere over 5.5%. I mean, it, this is slam dunk. I mean, I'm not here to tell you how to invest your money. We're not giving investment recommendations, but I mean, you can look at a laddered, a laddered bullet model and there's huge opportunity. It, it, it's just money that's in cash or renewing. I just feel like clients, you've got to be out singing from the treetops about this stuff because there's a huge win. And Jim, I've had, I don't know if you guys, I've, I've had to do quite a bit of explaining that, and I get it, the knee-jerk reaction with the rate environment right now, anybody can go get a 5% 12-month CD right now. But a three-year CD or a two-and-a-half-year or anything longer than that really is starting to be quite a challenge. But you, you pretty much have to walk people through the logic of not, I don't want to say falling for that because I don't think that anyone's doing that nefariously. I think it's just what the yield curve is. But that's cool to get five and a quarter for 12 months, but I suspect in month 13, you'll wish you had reached for longer. And I've had a lot of those conversations just about saying, hey, let's at least consider where we've been for the past 15 years. And here's what's available now, and you could lock it for three, five, or seven. Choose carefully. Because I suspect three and a half years, two and a half, four and a half years from now, you're not going to want to pick, an, you're not going to want to renew your rate. You're going to wish you could hold your old one. So. Here's how I here's how I've been framing it to people. I talk about I I talk about refinancing their retirement in a big way, and I I ask them like imagine imagine you had a a house rate of five percent, like that's your mortgage rate, and now rates are down at two and a half percent, but I'll I, I you can choose to refinance your your mortgage at two and a half percent for one year, hoping it'll go lower next year, or you can do it for the full term, the full fifteen or thirty years. Are you going to refinance it for one year, or are you going to lock that up, and that's what we're talking about here. There, there's just such an opportunity that yeah. I'm not, we don't know where rates are going. I mean, I want to be really clear, but it's hard to think that they're going to continue to go up when we, we're seeing the data we're seeing across the board. And, and there's just a huge opportunity. Greg, what kind of conversations do you have with your clients around this? Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, just think about it kind of conceptually is if, if a company is offering a 6% and and you can you can find it right today. You can find a six percent seven year MIGA that's out there. I, then somebody might say, "Well, what if it goes higher? What if what if I put money into a you know five year or seven year MIGA and and then rates go higher?" Well, if you're any company out there, what insurance company, and you're what do you think they're going to go to like nine percent? And a company, no company, you know what I mean? Like it's they're pretty much peaked. I mean that's when they get close to what long term equity returns are, you know, or you you know they're outpacing, you know, fixed income returns over the last ten years. I mean just just look it up, you, you know, look at a bond fund of America or whatever it is bond index over the last ten years. Has it done six percent? So anyway, that is, so it's kind of having those conversations. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of opportunity. And yeah, I, I, I in my career, this is the first time I've seen rates like this and it's pretty exciting. So, Guys, yeah. I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out a little tip that I've been using for a year and a half now. I hope it helps some of you to alleviate exactly what Greg just said. I'm not going to list a specific company because we don't do that here. But what I've done is in my normal screen of companies that I use for, since we're talking about MIGAs, MIGAs specifically, or for, you know, no risk money. I have a company in my, in my arsenal that at least offers or has built in a return of premium rider into their fixed annuity contract. 
And real quickly, what that does is it guarantees that if you exercise it, you can at least have all of your money back. So you give an insurer 100,000 bucks. Six months later, you decide you change your mind. The surrender charge is 10% or whatever it ends up being. If you have a return of premium guarantee, the client will not, the 10% can't eat into their principal. So they're getting all of their money back. That's nice to have anyway. But when I've had this concern of when is the right time to pull the trigger, it's like getting back in the market, right? When do you do it? Well, if you have a return of premium rider, lock our rates in now. And if that nightmare scenario comes that Greg had mentioned where, what if rates go to 9% in the short term? Hey, if rates are 9% four months from now, I'm going to call every one of those contracts. Say, hey, Mr. Insurer, please send me all my money back as you agreed and get the money back. And then I would start a brand new contract. Yeah, you'll lose four months worth of interest at four or five, 6%, whatever you're at. But if they go to nine, then I'm going to lock it in for the rest of my life. If that's possible, obviously that's a joke. But, <laughs> you know, with the return of premium rider, it alleviates no problem. If they do continue to shoot up, we will exercise this bad boy and we'll just do it over. That's the answer. Yeah, so do great. some research on your platform. Have it ready. You will get the question. Don't even wait for the question. Show them your thinking and creative. And that's why that you're in their corner. This is why I'm picking this one. Because if this happens, this is what we'll do. That will also get you out of a, an eighth of a point race with the local bank or another, or another advisor. It's not that I couldn't find 5.85% instead of 5.65. It's that I want this return of premium rider in case we need to use it right. or some version of that. I like it. I like it, Brad. Me too. Made me yeah. a lot of money this year. <laughs> and my clients, to be honest, to be honest, right? Like having that, just that little wrinkle has allowed some people to say yes. And now they are enjoying interest rates that are in my, I mean, the best of my adult lifetime. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, good for them. That's great. I'm happy for everyone except for whatever company lost the money. And let's face it, too bad for them. Right. Yep. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is just when we we're talking about this, it's not that we care about annuities or don't care about annuities. There's other, you can use whatever you want here. There's just a huge opportunity to leverage these, these solutions to potentially grow your business yep. and, and add value to your clients' lives. I mean, Brad brought it up. He, you know, he said as he's meeting with people, he's uncovering assets. I, people have so much cash sitting around in in non, well, maybe not even non-interest bearing, but non-performing accounts earning one or two percent. And and Greg brought up the idea of the risk premium. I, and I wish I had a really good way to explain that to clients. Risk premium is difficult to talk about and to make it conceptually understandable to folks, at least for me. But you know, you can get five plus percent at a fairly at a, at like incredibly safe as opposed to paying the risk premium to get seven or eight percent i it just it seems like a no-brainer in a lot of cases for certain people and their money so take a look at that as a as a growth opportunity for for you guys as you as you kind of look out past you know in the next 12 months what else are you guys seeing for opportunities to grow your practices jim i i the opportunity that you just mentioned maybe is a, a hidden one. I've, I've taken advantage of a couple of times this year and it's because of rates. And we're not talking about annuities, right? It could be however you do rates. If you're a bond guy, be a bond guy. If you're a CD person, be a CD, MAGA, whatever you want to do. But because of rates and this risk premium, right? We know long-term, we know long-term expected rate of return of equities and that's probably not changing, right? So the opportunity I think is to look around at some of your clients where 
I have them. I don't know about you guys where you're like, it's always the balanced or the moderate client where you're like, you know, they don't love risk. Like they'll right. deal with it and they're okay. They've been told their whole life they're supposed to, but you know, damn well, just the right correction is coming was going to shake them loose and they ain't never coming back. Those people right now are going to jump on and be receptive to the conversation Jim was just having, right? Mr. Those people could only get 3% for the past 15 years. If you show them now how they can get somewhere around six, whatever you do or seven, right? That is a, I'm sorry. That is a moderate return. It is. Right? I've that's always a, that's a yeah. 60 40. Absolutely. Might be six, might be eight. Listen, you're shooting in that six to eight range. And if you tell this certain type of person that we probably all have in our books, listen, you don't have to do this anymore. You're not going to get eight. You're not going to get seven. We can lock you in at bang. Whatever your solution is, they're going to take it. They're going to take it. And why I say this is an opportunity is because you've just renewed their faith in you. They're going to love you. They're going to want to refer people to you. And they are definitely not going to leave because this has been bothering them for years, especially last year. If you, if you scratch that itch for them, get them basically the same outcome they were going to get anyway, they are going to love you. And that is an opportunity. So that environment hasn't existed in my career until just now. And so you can I, remind them when the market tanks that you offered them this opportunity and they didn't take it if they decide not to. Yeah. So it, it's, almost an, it's almost a no-risk opportunity for you to have this conversation with people. And that's why Jim's going to win the race to a quarter billion. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna try our best, but I, you know, that that's the other. That's a funny. Uh, that's an interesting thing. You know, the only race is in between your ears, though. And I know we we know that as a as a group of friends and colleagues when we talk about it. But one of the things that you know, kind of an awakening I've had this year is I, I've always tried to compare myself to other practices. I really want to grow and and do that, but you know the the only race is between. It's your race. It's a it's like a marathon. If you go to a mar if you're going to run a marathon, I mean, if the Nigerian is in there that is one like, and you know they always have these guys that are like from I don't know from some African country that is just they're just ridiculous racers. Like that's that's what they do for a living. They're the professionals of marathon racing. You're not going to beat them. Like, you know, no matter how hard you train, what you do, like these guys are, are amazing. Like you're running your own race. That's the whole point around this stuff. So just run your own race when you're, when you're there. What else guys, what are, what are the like kernels of wisdom for our listeners as we kind of wrap up this year for the podcast? I, I would kind of look at, uh, you know, all three of us had tremendous years and there's, there's of course, you, when, you, when you're having a business that's just growing and growing, growing by leaps and bounds, you know, there, there's, there's, there's give and take with that. Well, there's take, it's, there's, there's less time, there's more to manage, there's maybe, you know, hiring a bigger team, there's more responsibilities. So, you know, less time to do fun podcasts like this. So, so, th you know, think about that as, as you're, you know, hitting these goals, you know, kind of what is the sacrifice that, that you're going to have to, to live with. Yeah, and I, I think you can you get to build the you get to build your practice the way you want. You don't have to build Greg's practice or Brad's practice or Jim's practice. You get to build your practice the way you want. If you only want to get to fifty million dollars with seventy five clients, and you think that's the capacity that you want to work towards, nothing wrong with that. No. You want to scale this sucker and go after it like Greg's trying to do. Nothing wrong with that either. So there there's lots of ways to do it. 
Brad, for you, what are you what are you thinking about for 2024? Warmer weather, baby. That's my that's my listen. If I all I next year is my two goals: office open in warm weather and positive net flows. Love it. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go hard at that starting in January. Actually, heading out to start scoping out real estate. So. Can you can you share more about this expansion of, of of Brad's financial empire? I'll tell you what I can, but I will save it for our first episode of our next season. I will okay. have more to talk about then, and that'll be like the I don't know. You're supposed to do that in media, right? Like, yeah. Every time I've ever watched a series, like they leave some drama at the end. Like, oh, what happened to Brad? This is like, the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, it's a cliffhanger. It's like, wow, is Brad? Does Brad have a gigantic office in Texas? Or did he quit? And does he work at Staples now? You'll have to tune in next season to find out on the next episode. Cue the music. We still have a music guy. Yeah, well, whatever. We need Jeff back. <laughs> we, we, we need. Where's Jeff we, at? Jeff, I hope you're listening to this. I'm gonna. We're gonna make sure Jeff listens to this episode for sure. And and and, and Jeff, by the way, I mean he's not on here, but I know he was with us in the beginning. And I mean, you know, this guy's he's killing it, doing it. He he bought another practice, huge acquisition, and. I mean, I don't think he can come up for air. He's he's worried about, you know, his new office and paying the security bill and doing everything else that comes in. We say that as a joke, but yeah, Jeff is all over it. So yeah, yeah, I think that's fascinating, Brad. I can't wait to hear about this. I've always dreamed of of kind of open a uh, opening a destination office, a place I'd like to go. I like in that. an area I like to be, and having maybe you know, ten or twenty million in management, selling the you know selling the rest and just living my vacation life at some point. I never pulled the trigger, of course. I'm too much of a chicken, but it sounds pretty cool. How about how about great for you? I know we've got 27 million as the goal. Yep. What else is happening? Anything else you can share about what's happening for you guys? Yeah, I'm wanting to experiment a little bit. And it, you know, as far as marketing, I'm I'm, you know, Jim and Brad, you you both love marketing and reaching out to people and and, and spending money to make money. It's the old adage, right? The bigger you get, the, the hopefully the the more if you're doing it right, you can increase the marketing budget. But there is a there's one company, one company, one employer that I'm going to be going after in the Brad, you're familiar with this company that they don't disclose too much in their their 403B contracts and how those work. And I had a client that displayed her displeasure with knowing how her money was invested in that 403B. So I'm, I'm going to be going after that. I've got a whole marketing plan to target those people and educate them. And I think it could be really big. Oh, I, I remember this. You've got a you've got quite the end there to make this to make this a reality too. So this could be a big deal for yep. you. Yep. A what a uh, riches and niches. So we're we're gonna go after that. And then and then of course just increasing the capacity of of what's working in in the marketing plan right now and and hoping for a, a bigger and better year. So yeah, really optimistic. I, I'm really looking forward to next year. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we're we're gonna add the staff. I'm gonna bring a a new advisor in, and my goal is, you know, I, I think about Medicare in a big way. We do Medicare in our office as a value add to our clients, and it's a it's a win. But it is quite the way to get in front of new prospects in a huge way. I mean, when when people turn 65, Medicare seems overwhelming, and it is because everybody's marketing to them. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what to choose. You know, it's your health, and it's a huge deal. So we're going to hire an advisor and use the primary marketing methodology of Medicare around that. So pump some money into that 
that's not something I'm going to personally do, which makes me really happy because, you know, there's only so much gym to go around, but I'm really intrigued by Brad's idea as well. So I might have to give that some real consideration. And Greg, if you can get me an N on that, that little slice of heaven you're going to have working and that's that 403B space, holy mackerel, it'd be huge. You know, when I, when I started it at, at, at the green machine, I won't say the name at the green machine way back when, you know, they kind of team you up with like a mentor. And I had this mentor in like three towns over, he, like great dude. I, I really liked him. And he, he built like this $100 million business like in two years. And he wow. built it. Yeah, well, he got lucky, right? Like there's always a story. Nobody gets that without like. like Did his what, dad die or what? No, no. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the pharmaceutical company had a, this huge pharmaceutical company had a lab and they moved out of town. They closed it. Okay, And he hired the HR manager as his branch office person, as his admin help. And guess where she sent all the rollovers? Damn. Man, oh, man. And this dude, you know, like, I thought he, like, walked on water. And he's a cool guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's a good guy. But, yeah, yeah, that's got the kind of opportunity you have, Greg. Yeah, yeah. You really it's, do. It's it's pretty cool. It, it can be big. It, it can be. So, yeah, maybe that'll be my update, just like Brad's on season two. So, we'll, we'll okay. see. Yeah, as we kind of wrap up today, guys, this has been a, a really good conversation and congratulations on the, the the year you've had. Any any kind of final thoughts, things that people should be thinking about, anything you just want to throw out to the world? Brad, go ahead, brother. I already gave mine, Greg. I think you heard me about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I, well, I, I just hope you know our, our listeners have had the, the, the years that, that we have had. And if, and if you haven't, well, think about what you're going to do differently for 2024. You know, what do they say? The definition uh, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a, a different result. So, you know, kind of make, make improvements, make changes, you know, do something different, adjust your marketing plan, whatever it is to get you to the outcome that you desire. And it's, it's a grind. It's, it's, it's a grind building this business, but it's, it's really interesting what my takeaway from today's conversation is what uh, both Jim and Brad said is at some point it kind of starts to get easier. The referrals start to kind of pour in and, you know, money shows up and people change jobs. And, and and I heard an old adage, you know, Hey, if, if you want a new client, want new assets for the month you know if, if you as soon as you have 300 clients there's going to be constantly somebody retiring changing jobs inheriting money getting divorced whatever it is right so talk to your clients but but again it's it's like pushing a boulder up uphill until you get to that point so and then it gets out of control you might have too many you might have too many people that's why it's always fascinating when you meet somebody who's been in the business 20 or 30 years like how are they not doing more business at this point and yeah. I think it's because they're not doing what Brad's done. They, they're not actually talking to their clients like, or they only talk to the people they like. So they only talk to 10 of them, you know, because it's easier. You know, my final thoughts would be, you know, begin with the end in mind. And, we, you know, we said this on, I don't know, every podcast that we've ever done on here is, you know, build the business you want, but build it with intention. And if you didn't have the year you wanted, why? Like unpack that. Like we all had struggles along the way. I mean, I'm not going to, uh, none of us are going to lie to you and act like this was an easy year. You know, looking back, yeah, we got through it, but there was some challenges for each one of us along the way. We had great years, great, but no business is without struggle. So 
figure that out and unpack that and begin with the end in mind. And, you know, you're on your own journey. So don't compare yourself to myself or Greg or Brad or the guy next door in the other cubicle. Compare yourself to you. Set your goals, make them achievable and kick ass to get there. Don't take no for an answer. And that's my opinion on it. As we kind of wrap up the podcast for this season, just kind of give you guys an, an, an update on what's happening next for us is, look, we, we are really busy in our practices. Each one of us had banner years as we kind of transition into 2024. And, you know, we only have so much free time and we have to allocate that appropriately. So we'll be back next year with some podcasts. We don't, not quite sure yet. I've got some things coming up, some medical things to take care of. And Greg's building his empire and Brad is meeting with, I think, the whole state of Pennsylvania. And as we, <laughs> as we kind of, as we go through that, we'll be back with some, some good topics. We, we're going to get some updates on, you know, Greg's where he's at with his, his huge opportunity and Brad building out a, a new business and new practice somewhere else, exciting stuff. And for me, how did the Medicare work out? We'll come back and report it. it might work out well. We might each of us bomb, but uh, we're going to give it a shot. And I hope you do as well. So from, from all of us to all of our listeners, we truly appreciate you guys being here. You can connect with us right on our Facebook community. So go out to Facebook and, you know, you can type in the Financial Advisors Edge community. It's a good way to connect and lots of good advisors on there sharing and growing. So if you want to connect and stay part of the community, do that and hope you have a, uh, a terrific start to 2024 and, a, and really hit the ground running, guys. This is the time now to begin the planning. So we appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.